Opinionated Marketers, a podcast from Cambridge Marketing College. We have now a declared agenda from nearly every political party as to what it is that uh, they want to do uh, should they win the next election. Uh, the question therefore becomes, you know, what do we expect or anticipate as marketers that uh, the future will hold from a political point of view? Um, the one consistent fact has been the issue about planning control and whether or not that is going to kickstart the economy. Um, but one of the things that I think that and indeed other um, uh, EU countries, uh, today there's a report on the new budget for Italy, which is all about growth and massive tax cuts. Um, and so we are back to you know, what Liz Truss brought about, which was the, uh, the conflict of the ideas of how do you fund growth um, when you've got a very high debt um, and every political party has a version of that. Whether or not you actually believe that they will implement it, as they say, is the biggest issue, I think, in politics at the moment. I think we're, I mean, the one thing we do know is it's, it's going to be an uncertain period. We know in the UK we've got a general election um, probably next year. I think they can just push it out to 2025, but most January. likely next year. That always means there's a lot of jockeying and position going on. There's a lot of conflicting information that comes out. This is inevitable. We know, we know this is going to happen. And then you have the, the six weeks of the actual general election campaign in which usually anything can happen and does um, from leading politicians uh, punching people through to being caught on mics through to of policy comments, etc., etc. So we know that we, are, we within the UK are in for a period of uncertainty. There seems to be quite a lot of uncertainty in other countries around the world. There's quite a lot of um, Poland's just had their election. There's a lot of elections coming up. Countries are starting to struggle economically, as you've just said. Um, in order to fund the lifestyle that we sort of expect governments to now provide, um, we collectively want growth. Uh, you and I have talked before about whether this idea of infinite growth and infinite capacity is actually doable, and I think that is a huge area of, di of discussion and debate. You know, should companies be continually wanting to grow um, is, is an issue. And, and, and I know that if you stand up as a CEO going, well, actually, I'm quite comfortable with where we are now, I don't wish to grow, you are met with an element of surprise and derision and queries about your lack of ambition about the company. This isn't something I've done, but it's something I've witnessed um, another CEO do. And it was quite interesting. It was done in quite an intimate dinner setting. We were all CEOs around the, around the table. And the reaction was a collective intake of breath, um, as though this was a, quite a big challenge. So I think there are some things that business needs to consider and marketing needs to consider about just how much of this growth can we continue with. Yes, uh, I think it's one of the elements where we have, and I saw um, today someone who is head of demand generation. Um, and mm. the element that that brings about is we're trying to create or stimulate unjustified demand, whereas in most instances corporations should be in the process of growing as the market grows. And if the market doesn't grow very much, then they don't grow very much. They should be about having a stable and sustainable, which is the modern term, but historically speaking, we talk about survivable companies that survive over a long period of time rather than make great dashes um, and then go bust um, or get taken over. Um, the element, I think, that um, we are looking at now, which is different from historic situations, is the 
environmental impact of growth, as you quite rightly say. And historically, we didn't necessarily consider that as much as we do today. Um, so we have all of the economic inflation stagnation argument. We have all of the technological um, it will be all right, we'll solve it with new technology argument, but on which we then have to uh, imprint the uh, how much can the planet stand or how much can we um, bear the cost of a heat increase um, above 1.5 degrees, which we seem to have surpassed. So these are, um, I think, um, the standard constraints that we now have to consider as marketers. Having said that, of course, there are unrestrained growth opportunities which don't have impacts. Um, and they are, of course, the ones that are being talked about on the periphery at the moment. Um, but when we think about them, we often think, oh, well, that actually is science fiction. But essentially speaking, we are talking about off-planet activities. We are harvesting potentially asteroids. You, you, you smile. Um, but if someone would have talked 60 years ago about having talking computers or have thinking computers or cars that might drive themselves, you know, you would say it was science fiction. Um, the prospect it was of science fiction. <laughs> well, not necessarily. You, 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 these days, you know, we accept those as, as being the norm. Um, and so I think there are significant opportunities um, for businesses, but they aren't in the normal areas that we would see fast-moving consumer goods at the moment. I think the other area that's going to come up much more on the um, environmental side is, the, is digital. Um, we tend to go, oh, well, we've got rid of paper, therefore we're not cutting down trees. I'm doing everything digitally now, therefore I'm being environmental. And that element of digital heat and digital storage and the amount of excess that digital is now creating and the effect that that's having on the environment I think is also going to be become a huge hygiene factor that we're actually going to have to start accepting that you can't just keep every single meme every single small amusing video every item of paper because it's fine because I've stored it digitally um, I, th I hope that that's going to become as unacceptable now as having an office full of paper has, has already become I've not really delved into the, the argument as to whether or not, you know, the email or the digital world is, is, is causing us massive heat problems. Um, one of the elements that um, has been written about very recently, um, a very good podcast from Babbage on the subject, was, was about um, uh, limitless power being possible now without burning fossil fuels, which, of course, is you know, basically recycle, uh, sorry, renewable energies. Um, and a Canadian professor has written very powerfully on the subject that you know, now you can solve most problems with uh, renewable energy. Um, you just have to have the, the political commitment to do so. Um, and we come back to the political side of things. And her example was that there is no need for a water shortage of anyone who's got a coastline. Because historically speaking, desalination plants were ruled out because of the high cost of, uh, of energy that was required to, to power them. Now you can use recycle, uh, renewable energy, um, therefore not damaging the planet, and you can desalinate the water out of the sea. So there are significant new opportunities from technology, but it requires political input um, and political um, uh, expediency um, in the different parts of the world. And so I think that... Um, there is uh, an argument um, which Mark Andreessen put a couple of days ago, which was that technology is the answer um, 
it's a very powerful evangelical piece that he, he wrote, which was essentially that you know technology has the answer to everything. You just have to believe in it. Um, and then there's the political side of you know that aspect, which is politicians just need to get out of the way. Uh, then you have all of the uh, the issues of um, disinformation and um, uh, conspiracy theories, etc. So politics has a great deal to play in the way in which the society is, is run and economies grow. And from a marketer's perspective, it therefore means that we have to monitor very carefully what it is that politicians will allow us to do. I think that's, yes, it's, it's good to bring it back to marketing because, yes, it's lovely to speculate about off-planet, it's lovely to speculate about desalination plants, but most of us don't work in those industries. Um, so maybe we need to bring it back to what do marketers need to do now, one of which is just to keep on top of what is happening politically. And we know we're sitting with a, um, a, a potential, well, a war going on in the Middle East. Um, we've had the war in Ukraine. We know these things seem to come out of nowhere. So actually being um, prepared to some extent, looking at your business con consistency, your risk, of, uh, your risk controls, your business continuity plans, there are certain things that you cannot mitigate against, but there are other things that you should and can. And I think that, that to me would be one of the key things between perhaps now and the end of the year would be making certain that we have all looked at our risk assessment, our business continuity, so that we've got some idea of what would happen, bearing in mind that we don't know what's going to happen politically. Yes, I would agree entirely. There is a new risk register that came out from the government uh, about a month ago. Um, um, I think you've got the link. I'm not quite sure, if, uh, but I think it's an important one that everyone should have a look at. There's a PDF of it and also an interactive one on the ONS website. And I think, you know, it shows clearly what the government is thinking, that there are risks. And I think, therefore, every business, you're quite right, should consider what its contingency plans are, should any of those happen. And, and I think, you know, in one respect, yes, you're right. We don't all work in these uh, modern, esoteric, new um, science fiction ventures um, but doesn't mean we can't actually take part in them and it doesn't mean that um, we can't look for their interpretation into our own sector and, and I think that is where innovation comes about I and mean, one of the aspects I think for all marketers is that if there is no economic growth or limited economic growth it's got to come through innovation and so the innovation of whether it's technology or insights um, is very very important um, so every source where you can see someone looking, if you like, from a left field um, at uh, the way in which the world works um, is very, very interesting and potentially uh, going to give you some opportunities. And I think governments uh, do tend to do that um, because they have the large think tanks behind them. Um, and so certainly the, um, the uh, Global Development Institute from Tony Blair is, is one that's quite an interesting one to, to look at. Um, and you know, they are, in the background, the think tanks that are writing potentially the next government's policies. Um, so these are areas to go and have a look at uh, um, because they prepare your organisation for what is likely to come with the next parliament. That's great. Thanks, Charles. And we'll put some links out in the, um, in the podcast. Um, thank you very much, Charles. Always good to speak to you. Pleasure, Kieran. Bye-bye. Like and subscribe to this feed for more podcast content. From Cambridge Marketing College.